0: In the words of our generation, welcome to episode 219 of the Nerd Stravaganza Podcast. Where this week we're happy to discuss ID42, or Independence Day Resurgence, as it's more commonly known. I am improbably closely related ace pilot Tom.
1: I lost my parents in the war, Brian. And I
2: am formerly comatose scientist Cam.
0: And for those of you still listening after we've spoiled some key character backgrounds, we're the Nerd Travaganza Podcast, and we remind you that every week's a resurgence for us on iTunes. (laughs) We're back. We're back. Did you miss (laughs) me? Oh, God. uh, Don't remind me. Randy Quaid with us four one-liners in a row. Yeah. you can check us out on iTunes. We encourage you to do so. We want all the stars. We want uh, the positive feedback, and you know we'll stop releasing sequels if you want. But you got to give us feedback <laughs> <laughs> to let us know. Otherwise, we'll be back every single week. Yes. Anyway, our iTunes plug now done. It's time to kick things off in our weekly geekly intergalactic style. With our weekly geekly geekly weekly intergalactic? we're back update (laughs) and uh, lost your parents in the war. Brian, why don't you go first?
1: Not a whole lot last week. I um, was celebrating uh, our, our actual independence with the uh, 4th of July kind of did, you know, the family thing, the not very large anymore family thing uh, Monday afternoon, then ran over to cams, uh Four Deuces party. Yeah, murder
2: mystery. Murder at the Four Deuces mystery party.
1: Nice. That was uh that was a lot of fun. A little uh I don't know, performance anxiety, keeping uh, in character all night and trying to <laughs> and not at all. But uh, a lot of fun and I didn't get murdered, so I was pretty happy. Nice. Nice. Um we- Ordered a couple more G.I. Joe figures. Uh, found a pretty good deal on uh, short fuse that's the guy with the mortar and flash, the guy with the laser gun, which were like, I don't know, probably the in the first five that I ever bought, like some of my favorite figures from way, way back when. Nice, so happy to have that. Now, my my, my little diorama is kind of complete. I've got flash in the flack and um. Short fuse in the uh, I don't really remember thing. The other artillery piece, Cover Girl and the Wolverine, all set. Nice. Might add a hiss for them to shoot at. I don't know. We'll see. At an asp was the asp a power armor? No, the asp was the uh, blue like uh, the A ten tool tool guns. Not the A ten. The A ten was a rattler. It was just a, a cannon. had two two like, arm oh, oh, cannons.
0: Oh, oh, oh. Okay, okay, okay.
1: The Rattler, right. I'd add a Rattler, but those are crazy expensive nowadays. Are they really? Yeah, they're mm-hmm. like 80 bucks if you get them complete. Wow. Should have held to my G.I. Joes. Thanks, Yard Sale. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Having my toys sold out from under me was painful, man. Definite first world problem,
1: though. <laughs> yeah,
0: for sure. Anything else, Brian? No, man. All right, what about you, Cam?
2: pretty solid weekend um it was my companion's birthday on saturday um so we commenced doing birthday things um we saw independence day four Ooh. uh we uh she wanted to go to a psychic so we actually went to a local psychic uh, here in fort lauderdale
1: you checked down miss cleo
2: <laughs> she's uh she's off in Jamaica somewhere, I think, but I uh, know it was a local psychic founder on Yelp she was came very highly recommended by the yelpers um and she was you know it was good it was good it was a fun experience you know I went in just you know just expecting some fun and that's what we got so that was cool had my you know had a re- uh crystal reading and a crystal ball reading and a tarot card reading and an angel car reading and all this kind of good stuff mm. and everything was uh was pretty positive so can't complain. Um, then we uh, we uh, went out uh, that night with some friends and had a good time as well. Um, and uh, yeah, that was that. And then um, did some board gaming on Sunday. Um, and uh, on Monday, of course, had Independence Day and uh, hung out, had a barbecue all day at the house. And then Saturday night, my home turned into the Four Deuces Casino. Nice. Uh, and I turned into Don Wannabe, and uh, donned my character (pun intended). And uh, there was about it was pretty. I mean, it was pretty awesome. There was 20, 20 of us, basically wow. twenty different characters, all sort of mixing and mingling around my house with all kinds of different objectives and weapons and uh, different evidence. And, you know, there's a murder in the beginning of the night and you're trying to solve that, but there's other murders going on as well. And a lot of different business competing business interests and all kinds of stuff going on. And it was 1920s themed. And I mean, everyone like pulled out the stops. I mean, Brian's outfit and, and, and his companions outfit was awesome. Um, er- everyone's just, you know, 1920s garb was pretty amazing. So, uh, it, it really put everyone sort of into character and, uh, it was a great time. I, I, I That definitely will not be the last time I do that, for sure.
0: That's awesome, man. I regret that we could not attend another awesome party at your place. Ah,
2: no worries, man. You're always welcome. next time. Thank you. Yeah. yeah. There'll it always be the next time.
0: Oh, thank you. Thank you. That's good to know. Anything else?
2: Uh, just book my flight to Gen Con. Ah. So that's exciting. I'll be there uh, in the beginning of August. And. Um, uh, I leave for Europe on Monday oh. for my uh, three-week European adventure. So, we uh, got the got the house sitter all lined up, got the dog sitter all lined up, got the you know. Uh, so I'll be uh, I'll be transmitting. Hopefully, uh, we'll have a little better uh, better luck than last time I was in Europe <laughs> uh, transmitting the show from there, and uh, we should be good to go.
0: I was gonna say, didn't you just get get back from Europe? By, uh yeah, March, March. Okay.
2: It's cool. July, man. It's, it's, we're already halfway through the year. It's crazy.
0: Yeah, I know. I know. Wow. I, you do need to take quarterly trips uh, around the globe cam.
2: <laughs> well, my companion's a teacher, so March was spring break, and then now we're in the summer, so we got to sort of take advantage of her time off.
0: You don't have to act can. like you have constraints. We know that you're <laughs> like a freewheeling globetrotter. That's fine.
2: Oh, yeah, I, I, I try.
0: <laughs> nice. Anything else? No, that's it. Over to me. I have had a little more pedestrian week. Um, Squeezing a little video game time. Well, let me just back up. In my personal life, I'm getting a property ready to sell. So all of the madness involved in that has been consuming a lot of my time. And uh, so I've had time for some video game playing, and that's about it. But I have made progress on Batman Arkham Knight on the Xbox One. I have... Been playing a little more Fallout 2 on Steam. The old Fallout 2 game from way back in the day. And I got my Gear VR finally. And it's, yeah, it's kind of my first foray into virtual reality. And of course, I wasn't sure what to do. (laughs) (laughs) I have to actually find good software. Like just having it on and being in the space is cool. I need to figure out compelling things to do. And without a controller, it seems like most of the things kind of suck. So I need to get either the one that they make, that Oculus make, or another compatible Bluetooth controller. So I will be scouring the internet for that this week. Um, And I think, see, apart from that, oh, one of the side effects of all this uh, stuff I'm doing for property, uh, for for the property, including getting new appliances, is that I have a lot of rewards points um, on my credit card that I can spend at Sears. And Sears, it turns out, has those cool, like, they have, like, a, one of those cool, like, smart, th- smart thermostats for your home. Not the Nest, but another brand. And I have enough points to pay for it. So I'm contemplating getting something nerdy out of this. And uh, I think gadgets generally qualify. So uh, may go that route.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, yeah, thanks. And that's it. Kind of, like I said, a pedestrian week. I don't have anything super killer exciting to report. Besides, of course, that I've watched ID Four Two. They didn't call it ID Four Two, right? They they didn't they didn't run with the ID Four thing. IDR. Oh, IDR. Sorry. Okay. Yeah, I went and saw that. Um, I'll get into my whole viewing experience and how it lines up perfectly with my f- viewing of the first one when we get to the topic. But that's it for me. Let's discuss some news before we discuss the end of the world, Cam. Over to you, sir. What's going on in the world as we know it?
2: Well, I'll jump this news story up because you, you just received your VR uh, rig, and I wanted to ask you how it was. And I was going to say, you're trying to figure out things to do. Um, just recently, uh, I think it was this past weekend, the Japanese had a virtual reality porno festival Oh, called Adult VR Fest 1 hmm. and it showcased the latest developments in VR porno. Um, it, it's it's really funny if you go on the like if you just Google Adult VR Festival and you'll see like all these ridiculous VR accessories
0: like torsos
2: t- like these hands a lot of hands, torsos, yeah, torsos oh. these hands that can go up and down like this uh, it's, it's hilarious oh
0: wait they're like um, they're like aids for uh, enjoying the porn
2: yeah like you have the ring on your face but then you have like these aids that like will like act on you as well you know what I'm oh, saying god. Like, oh like, god oh god it's like touch and sight as well. Um, and it was so crazy and people were getting so excited that officials had to shut it down. Like Yikes. People were like, we're going crazy. All these porno enthusiasts were rushing um, to like try out these virtual gadgets and uh, the authorities had to end the festival prematurely because of, quote unquote, concerns that the overexcited mob might work themselves into a riotous frenzy if not able to enter the venue. Whoa. Yeah, it's so funny. I mean, the pictures. There's all. There's so many people like lined up trying to get into this thing. Uh,
0: So, would you want to be the second person to try out one of the torsos or the thirty second?
2: (laughs) That's gross. I mean, anything after one is just
0: right. Right. If I don't see it come out of the package, I I can see maybe
1: in like thirtieth, fortieth. That that's a, that's a different fetish, but at least. Uh, <laughs>
0: uh, oh, so what? So so one or the other. There's you, nobody wants to be the third yeah. guy to use the uh, the torso. By the way, I was just gonna say that I don't think I will like VR porn will have any appeal for me because you know you can't see what's going on around you. You're never really sure if somebody's walking in on you, and already the thought of the goggles on and doing whatever is bad enough. But now with some dismembered torso in the mix, like that's just. Yeah, That's to see. I don't want to
2: no. invest in a good lock. <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah, lock
2: on the door. Um, no, that's funny, but um, you know, they clearly need Jesus, and that segues into sort of my next <laughs> uh, my next news story. Um, did you guys know that you, you, you guys all? I'm sure you guys all remember the first Star Trek movie, like VJER and all that stuff. Oh yeah, yep. Um, well, apparently, the first script that came out by Gene Roddenberry um ended with captain kirk having a fistfight with jesus what <laughs> yeah the original uh the original 1970s script uh called for a um it, basically it was like some like entity you know very similar to to the one with um uh the one where they went to like shakari and like like encountered this entity that was supposed to be God, but it ended up being just some other, you know, whatever. Um, so apparently an entity like that uh, was, like, careening towards Earth, um, acting as God, and taking the visage of various uh, deities. And at the very end, Kirk basically... Well, it turned into Jesus, and Kirk had his, like, you know, kung fu chop fist fight with him. And... Uh, that got scrapped pretty quickly. Um, they even tried to turn it that script actually into a different movie later, uh, but uh, that got nixed as well. It was called The God Thing, but that got, that got canceled. And then um, now it's going to be basically – the story is going to be told in an upcoming book uh, on Star Trek's history called The 50-Year Mission. Um, so they're coming out with sort of like an autobiog- autobiography or a biography of the show, uh, over the last 50 years, and, and that's going to be involved. But I thought that was pretty funny, Captain Kirk fighting Jesus. Who do you think uh, would
0: I think Kirk would probably win and then make out with, like, Mary or something. I, I would <laughs> imagine Jesus
1: has a pretty high pain tolerance. Yeah. <laughs> There's true. that, too.
0: Very true. He wouldn't really fight back. He would just keep turning the
1: other cheek, right? Yeah. So.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
2: <laughs> That's funny. This blasphemy um,
0: and, and uh, offense brought to you by the Dirt Games podcast. <laughs>
2: so, uh, speaking of uh, quirky scripts and stories, um, Iron Man is now going to be a fifteen-year-old black girl.
0: Yeah, uh, I've heard.
2: Yeah, but they're not going to call her Iron Maiden or Iron Woman. It's she's still going to be called Iron Man.
0: Not Iron Sister nope that
2: would be awesome if they did that but uh you know i mean i guess thor is a woman now hulk's a teenage korean boy one of the captain america's is black uh iron man is really the only classic avenger that hasn't been changed and uh i I guess in the ongoing civil war story uh tony stark's going to give up his role to a young african-american girl And, uh, I mean, it's just funny to me. Like I'm, I'm so for diversity. I love diversity. That's awesome. I don't have a problem with Iron Man being, you know, a a black female. That's awesome too. Um, but just the pictures I've seen, she's like so super stereotypically black. Like she's got the big curly Afro, like she's got the big hoop earrings. Um, she's wearing like a cutoff shirt. Uh, (laughs) Her name is Riri, like Rian- like Rihanna, you know what I mean? Like her name is Riri. Um, <sighs> they make her a brilliant 15 year old MIT student, which I guess is cool. Mm-hmm. But um, I don't know man. I- have you ever guys um, been to the uh, well, I know you have Tom, like the I think it's the Carousel of Progress? Yes, when you, I think, I think that's where it is when you go and it shows like sort of the future world or whatever. And it's got, like, the black mannequin and, like, high-heel, like, almost sort of like the Austin Power pseudo-spacesuits. Yes, But yes. she's got, like, the huge, like, big afro. Oh, oh you know what I mean? that,
0: that is in um, – no, that is in uh, Spaceship Earth when it's, like – the dawn of the computing age. Oh, spaceship! Age. Okay, okay, yeah. yeah, I knew
2: it was one of those. Like, like, let's I, I be I inclusive
0: knew. by painting an average African American technician from the seventies. Whoa, yeah. you you really captured you hit all the bases there, guys.
2: That's really that's really what it reminded me of. It's just funny, like, and it was it was made Of course, I, I believe I think it was a white man who, who made this decision. Um, and he was inspired to create Riri after a trip to Chicago, <laughs> huh. where he saw how chaotic and violent the city was. What? I mean, this. I mean, he goes on to say, "This is the story of a brilliant young woman whose life was marred by tragedy and could have easily ended her life by just random street violence, but went off to college, and that's very inspiring to me."
0: Um. Okay. All right. Sure. Kind of
2: makes kind of makes me cringe,
0: but yeah, it, that's kind of like, uh, what's the word to look at?
2: That's. Very patronizing. I, I
0: yeah, that's what I'm looking for. That's so patronizing yeah. as to make me have some goose pimples here thinking about it.
2: Yeah. Mm. Well, look forward to Riri uh, in your next uh, Invincible Iron Man issue. I think issue nine is when she takes over. Um, so smartphone use. Um, we all use our smartphones all the time, and I assume uh, if you guys are like me, the first thing you do when you hop into bed is you pull out your, your phone and you start look. You know, you start going through it, right? Um, apparently wow. smartphone use in bed can cause temporary blindness.
0: Aha. Uh-huh. See, I don't do that. Yeah. Oh, you don't really? Yeah. No, the I do New... other things that cause blindness, but not <laughs>
2: <laughs> Good one. <laughs> um, the New England Journal of Medicine, uh, has been presented with several cases where women, uh, had extended bounce of temporary blindness in one eye. Because I guess if you sort of... If you, I guess, turn on your side and one of your eyes is not seeing the screen, your other eye sort of adjusts to the brightness of the screen. So then when you don't have the brightness, you know, when, when your unblocked eye is able to see again, it renders the light-adjusted eye blind until it adjusts. So it's temporary, but, I mean, there, there basically these women, and it was a couple of women that, that this happened to, I mean, they lost vision in their eye for extended periods, like 30, 40 minutes at a time.
1: Yikes. I kinda of want to try this now though.
2: <laughs> I, I would be I would be freaked out. I mean blindness is like one of my like worst fears.
1: Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Me too. So <laughs> I would
2: even, I wouldn't even mess with it. But Brian, you're happy to just try and report.
1: <laughs> that that's kind of fascinating to me. Like like I don't know. The way the body works to overcompensate. Yeah, they basically I say, say
2: you always view your screen with both eyes adjust your screen brightness so that it's lowered considerably when viewing it in a dark environment. Uh, either that or turn on a bedside light to add more light to the environment and lower the strain on your eyes. So, Be wary of the level of lighting when you're viewing your smartphone. And speaking of smartphones and international gaffs, sort of going into our, our main topic, uh, the Russian Secret Service, you know, back you know when the Kremlin was crazy and the, you know, the... Uh, what were those guys, the KGB, and mm-hmm. I don't think they're the KGB anymore. I think they're like the SSI or something like that now. Um, you know that that's a big honor over there to be accepted into the Secret Service, and you got to go through all kinds of rigorous training. Um, but their recent crop, of, most recent crop of graduates, basically violated <laughs> the first rule of Secret Service training: um, don't post your graduation pictures on Facebook. So, they made a video of all the graduates, like, partying, having a good time, drinking, driving around the, like, Secret Service vehicles, like the black, you know, SUVs. Oh, my. Uh, and put it on the internet. And now, wow. all of the world's Secret Service agencies have that video and can dissect the video and get all kinds of great information from that. Uh, not very smart.
0: Wow. Wow. Yeah. I wouldn't, hmm. I, do people, I guess people don't think that they, they, they just don't think.
2: Yeah. But I mean, come on, you've just gone through like what would ostensibly, I mean, would conceivably be like one of the most rigorous secret training, you know, secret service training programs in the world. And you don't think that posting videos and pictures of yourself on the internet would be... I'm surprised they're allowed idea.
1: to have Facebooks.
2: Uh, I, I might have botched the Facebook, but it was definitely posted to the internet.
1: Well, whatever social media, yeah. Yeah, yeah. pretty amazing.
2: Yeah, and with that, uh, round, that rounds out my news.
0: An interesting batch of news. Out of this world, you might say. Out of this world, for sure. Speaking out of this world, whew. Let's let's talk space, let's talk aliens, let's talk Independence Day resurgence, and before we get into specifics, let's just go around the virtual room and have everybody give their uh, Cliff Notes impressions of the movie, and uh, Brian, why don't you kick things off?
1: I, more than anything, I, I am really surprised at how... Utterly and completely that movie managed to make me not care at all about it. It wasn't dot awful, it wasn't good, it was just kinda like two hours gone. I'm really shocked by that. Cause usually a bad movie, like I'll I'll be kinda like pissed at. Especially a sequel, because you guys all know I love the first one. But man, this was just it was like a null movie.
0: Mm. Yeah, okay. Go what about you, Cam?
2: Uh, I had a little bit of a different experience. I um I thought the movie was kind of funny. Like I I actually laughed out loud a couple times, like not even because it was like I laughed out loud a couple times cuz it was kind of it it was so ridiculous, but I also laughed out loud a couple times just cuz I thought parts were genuinely funny. So that whenever a movie can do that for me, it's it it's I can't classify it as bad. It at least made me made me chuckle, made me laugh. Um, But, you know, to Brian's point, it was extremely predictable. I mean, I knew exactly, okay, so the first wave, of course, is not going to work. Then they're going to come up with a new plan. And then it's going to come down to the wire. And then all of a sudden, you know, something's going to happen. And they're going to rally. And, you know, it it, it was super predictable and super formulaic. Um, But I think it hit all the it hit all the the, the marks in terms of, like, that kind of movie, right? I mean, crazy special effects, you had the love story, you had the friends, you know, who fought but then got together at the end to, you know, bound together in a common cause. You had Earth, you know, coming together to save the world, you know, all all the people of Earth coming together to save the world. I mean, if you go into it just looking for a feel-good movie, I think it's, you know, I think it's good, but... You know, it won't be winning any Oscars.
0: <laughs> I find it puzzling that you say that, Cam, because I feel like it tried to hit all those points you mentioned, and it tried to hit them bigger than the previous movie, but it just completely fell flat. Like, I expected to hate this movie ten times more than I hated the first one, because it was going to just, like, revisit all the same stupid mm-hmm. stuff. And it kind of tried to, but it, I, I just had... Yeah, I'm kind of with Brian. I didn't have much of an emotional reaction to this movie at all. Disgust would have been better than what I felt, which was really nothing.
2: I think what you guys are are suffering from is that you... I mean, they were so over the top in the last movie. Because I actually watched the original. They had it playing on cable all weekend. Mm. I actually watched the original, too. And, you know, we've talked about this before, like, with Will Smith blacking it up. You know? Like, the, the, the black guy in this didn't black it up. He was just a normal guy. You know what I mean? Which... To me, is much mm. better than someone just you know doing the Oprah. I'm black, so I can be sassy, even though that's not how I really act in real life. You know what I'm saying? Um, same thing with with the other characters. You, you had like the kooky guys and the, and the you know the chicks and, and, and you know whatever, but they weren't acting as over the top as the original movie. And I think that's probably because you know people made so many bones about that that the producers and director of this one were like, okay. Let's try to evoke emotion a different way, or maybe let's make it more of a comedy slash, you know, uh, action movie rather than an action movie with these over the top sort of uh, what are the caricatures, you know, running around. Mm. So you guys didn't get that. So then it kind of, you kind of were expecting that, I bet, and then it you know maybe fell flat.
0: I mean, I think I, yeah, I guess I was expecting them to, right, to have all of the tropey walking stereotypes and they did not. That That is a good point, Cam. But I, I don't know. Maybe I can come up with something a little more crystal as we uh, dig into some particular plot points and, and spoilers to follow For sure. everybody. I, I We don't necessarily need to follow the arc of the movie. We could just kind of pick on things that um, are of interest to us. Well, but we can start well, off. Go ahead, Brian. No, did you no, say, they,
2: they did make... The one person they made over the top was... The safest character, which was uh, Brent Spiner, who plays the, you know, the the kooky scientist that got, who apparently is alive still, but was been in a coma ever since the original thing when he got, you know, grabbed around the neck by the alien.
0: The only character, right, who was over the top and who you actually were made to feel anything for because he was cared for lovingly by his uh, apparent Department of Defense doctor partner for, like, the 20 years he was in a coma. I guess this guy had other roles in the alien defense force, but also stuck around Brent Spiner's character's bedside to, like, monitor him for 20 years. And, Which was uh, sweet.
2: I mean, that was cool, you know? It, it, it was nice. It was good character development. And it's sort of, like you said, it's sort of... I felt like the whole gay couple thing was shoehorned in a little bit, but it was fine because they it, they, they actually made you feel like they these guys really, like, cared for each other. You know what I mean?
0: Right, like, th- they found the type of quirk, quirky individual that would be attracted to the Brent's- Brent Spiner <laughs> character's quirkiness, you know what I mean? Like, th- you could see that couple working, like, they got that right. right. I feel like they wrote that, they spent a lot of time on that, and then forgot to write the rest of yeah. the movie, <laughs> in terms of characters.
1: Cam said earlier, like, he was doing the checklist, and he said, like, oh, they got the romance That was kind of the romance to me because the hetero couple were boring as shit.
2: Oh, yeah, exactly. Did you look at the houses I sent you? Like, that was like,
0: yeah, that was like the only character (laughs) development. Let's live on Spooner Street if it's still there. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Okay, yeah, so. That was was a little thing. All right. Let's just kind of start at the beginning and. uh, Okay. (sighs) It's 20 years almost to the day, of course, and we're getting ready to celebrate the 20th anniversary of, like, defeating the aliens, and, of course, that's when the aliens decide to come back and give us what for. And we've set up these kind of flimsy defenses <laughs> for it <laughs> yeah. having been 20 years. Yeah. I mean, I, I counted one, one like, actually, the second or third main character. I'm still not really sure. They, they tried to go with an ensemble here, but. And I guess the the previous one was the ensemble, but who was the action hero of the first Independence Day?
2: Will, Will Smith, Will Smith for sure. Is the yeah,
0: right. Uh, undisputed, undisputed. Other characters were in supporting action roles, but he was like the the you know knight in shining armor, as it were. In this movie, I think they were trying to split that role between Thor Jr., Little Ree, Little Ree. By the way, is the kid from? The first Independence Day, who I, if you haven't to listened to our show, I called Little Ree because he was in Head to Toe Reebok the whole movie. <laughs> they must have paid for some marketing, but he's now grown up Will Smith's son and adopted son, I guess, and is now an ace fighter pilot, just like daddy. And then there was the Chinese girl who was supposedly an ace pilot too. And then the nerdy guy that was in love with the Chinese girl, another boring romance. Who like
1: the, the very first eyes he laid on her. I am in love with her. I will marry her. Yeah, like, how did you get through the economy again? You're crazy. But anyway, right, the movie starts off with
0: Thor Jr., who is not friends with Will Smith because Will Smith beat him out to be on a special detail to launch fireworks on the moon or some shit <laughs> during the, during the uh, celebration. And, and Thor Jr., like, knocked him, knocked his plane out of the sky or something while they were training, so they're not friends. Anyway, he, they are putting in place the one and only, like, Cannon that we have on the moon, and all these cannons are based on the aliens' like blue laser tech or green laser technology. So, I thought at first that that was our only defense. Like we have a lunar cannon; that's all we came up with. Well, we have that. We have a bunch of orbital cannons, and we have fighter planes equipped with those same green plasma cannons. So we've adopted we have their technology, and I I it's implied that we have a base near Saturn that gets pasted pretty quick, which doesn't alarm
1: anyone. Right.
0: right, they're like, oh, we lost our Saturn base. Oh,
1: well, okay, well, let's not call off a celebration. And they comment, the entire moon just blinked out of existence. Yeah.
2: Well, but we well, we still need to have this, you know, uh, this celebration. <laughs> Nothing stops the <laughs> right. celebration. Right, let's
0: not, I mean, let's not cancel it or anything. So, so, so that after this stupid, like, buildup and Will Smith not liking this guy, and, like, you find out that this legacy squadron is all just survivors of, or children of people who were in the war or some crap, the whole point of this legacy squadron is to fly to the moon and do like aerial acrobatics on the moon, or launch fireworks, or do smoke trails, or something stupid. Also,
2: it, I think they were k- carrying their flag. The, yeah, the flag right. Of yeah, that was them. it.
0: Some some like Blue Angels thing on the moon, broadcast to Earth, uh, so people could see this going on on the moon. I don't know why they wouldn't just do an acrobatics de- <laughs> demonstration on Earth, where people more people could see it. But, True. Um, True. and of course, right when everything's about to to go down a spaceship materializes and it looks nothing like the alien spacecraft. And you know, it is not hostile in any way. Right. And of course, only Jeff Goldblum who God, even he couldn't save this stinker. Uh, well, I don't know if we should shoot that one. Cause like, it's just kind of sitting there and you know, it doesn't look like anything like the alien spacecraft. And in fact, it resembles these hallucinations that everybody who had psychic contact with the aliens on earth, including our former president and Brett Spiner, have been having so this might have some significance. Blow it away.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah. The, the the female president who they make like all crazy and aggressive.
0: Blow it, get him. W- were you, <laughs> you know, even? Just... Were you expecting her to last more than twenty minutes into the film? For the record, like she was disposable. No, I
2: I, I thought she was a goner. Yeah, I thought she was a goner. For sure. Right,
0: right. The opening scene is is President Pullman like waking up from a nightmare if i recall right so you know you know he was going to be
1: back so what right was, was it a nightmare or was it a psychic vision because he was connected to them
0: oh it might have been a psychic vision yeah yeah of them being angry and anyway so they blow away this ship but of course it turns out to be friendly and then they're going to go investigate it and thor jr goes to earth and picks up jeff goldblum who's hanging out with an african warlord and the african
2: i actually like that guy i actually like the african he warlord. was cool
1: i We have to comment on this, though, because this was like a seriously, it was either intentionally racist or it was a horrible plot hole. So 10 years ago, we shot down all the aliens and killed their queen and everybody stopped working and like all of Earth united and. Mm-hmm. absorbed their technology and went to the moon and Saturn except for the black guys who we made fight them off with machetes like <laughs> for 10 years we didn't help them at all yeah. like yeah
0: I forgot to yes I forgot to mention this in Africa Jeff Goldblum and his new girlfriend go to Africa and right hang out with this warlord guy who runs this country and the only ship to have landed was apparently this drilling ship that was drill, trying to drill a hole down to the Earth's core, and it got stopped and everything went offline. But it actually landed as opposed to being in orbit or in the air, so it didn't explode. And I guess what that meant is this whole complement of troops and spaceships was still active. Right, so we made the Africans like, fight it with machetes for 10 years. It took them 10 years to subdue these aliens.
2: Well, no, I think the plot explanation for that was the whole when – when Jeff Goldblum drove up in like – with that that nerdy guy, the the nerdy budget guy in the back of the truck, when they first got there at night to meet with the son of the warlord, I think they explained it as the warlord, his, the 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 African guy's father. father wouldn't let anyone in to his domain where that uh, was.
0: So it's racist I, in, I, I, in another way. The the Africans aren't yeah. reasonable enough to cooperate with anybody else. Okay.
2: Yeah. I, I, I mean, yeah. But, but I think that's how they attempted to close. If they attempted at all, I'm just surmising. Uh, you know, I feel like they wouldn't have like gone out of their way to because to, Jeff Gold, who made a whole big thing about how, oh, for 10 years, we've been trying to get in here and you know, your father hasn't been reasonable. But now, you know, and then the son was like, yes, yeah, his, you know, my father's whatever stubbornness led to my brother's death. You know what I mean? So, like, I think that's how they were trying to right, explain it which away. Which he but... could
0: have been comma. But what do you want from an African, right? <laughs> you yeah, know how we yeah. are. Like that. That was. I'm, I'm with Brian. That was a little bit. uh I, I'm wondering what reaction to that in Africa is going to be when they see this film. Like, oh yeah, we're <laughs> gonna be the ones who. Yeah, right. We're gonna be the ones fighting the aliens by hand.
2: Yeah. But that team up of the African guy and the, the nerdy like budget yeah. guy was was hilarious to me. I, I, if you guys didn't laugh at that, then you guys. Are <laughs> I did no like souls. That, char- I that, I that character. I like that character, and I
0: like the dynamic with the with the nerdy guy that's in the military, but can't. No, he's an accountant, so he can't shoot guns, and so of course the warlord teaches him how to be a warrior. And I mean, I like the warlord char- character, but couldn't he have just been like part of a commando squad or something?
2: Yeah, he could have. Yeah, I mean it could have just been part of like Africa's general forces that you know whatever that had you know been part of this whole world effort to extermin you know to to get them but, but he, yeah he had to be a warlord he had to he's, be a just, son.
0: he's just another checkbox of this like international ensemble cast and uh so check well
2: that's the thing they that that's the other thing they had to check off was the revenge angle where he had to revenge his father and his brother right. And, you know what I mean, and he had he had all the tattoos of how many he'd killed on his arm. Oh yeah, and, and the alien skulls
0: you know. are everywhere, and of course, Warren yeah. is like talismans by the soldiers and all. <laughs> yeah. We can't keep talking about this. That was pretty bad.
2: They had to, they had to hit all check off all the. Bombs. But they
0: have killed off all the aliens, and Jeff Goldblum goes on their ship and discovers they were drilling. And then Jeff Goldblum wants finds out about this spear getting shot down, and then Thor Junior comes and picks him up and takes him to the moon. And They're going to go investigate the, the sphere spaceship that got shot down. But then, but then. Uh, a gigantic saucer spaceship bigger than any other one like appears like right next to the moon and uh, neutralizes the one cannon we have on the moon and then scrapes yeah that
2: one wimpy cannon that thing was so shitty <laughs> yeah
0: it did like zero damage and then like got wasted like, yeah. it, it was like a it seriously had like armor class of like 80, like you couldn't miss this thing, <laughs> it got destroyed, yeah.
2: and that was our and that was our like crowning glory. That was like the whole big right, showpiece right. of the like that, the celebration. And then it got freaking nixed. In, like, and two by seconds. the
0: way, like, why wasn't that thing already charging up and ready to fire? As as t- to Brian's point, as soon as the Saturn base got pasted, like, oh, something's coming, right. we were there, just like, oh, I don't know, that's odd, hm, that's weird. I guess yeah. it was the spirit that did all it. Of
2: our, yeah, all of our troops on Saturn are gone, but hey,
0: so anyway this thing blows up that cannon and then proceeds to scrape off like the surface layer of the moon right on its way to earth yeah. and scoops up Thor jr. And, um, Thor jr. Is, is Hiddlest. What's his, no, no what's his last name?
2: Liam, Liam Hemsworth.
0: Yeah. Liam Hemsworth. Right. That he gets picked up. And I think, I think, Little Re and anyway, a whole bunch of people are on this stupid space tug spaceship, and it,
2: yeah, Goldblum, Little Ree, the Asian chick, all right. all, those, all the, the,
0: and like Goldblum makes this like Goldblum or somebody makes it seem like this thing has its own gravity. Evidently, a ship of that mass would not have its own gravity, so this is like something to be remarked on. It has its own artificial gravity, I guess. Um, right, Brian, is that we discussed this a little before the show? <laughs> I mean, it was the size of the
1: Atlantic Ocean. <laughs> yes, wouldn't it have gravity? Yeah, I mean, it would have just ripped the planet in two, but we're looking past that. Right, right, right. So, okay, it it
0: scrapes, it scrapes <laughs> half the moon off on its way to Earth. We fire up our orbital defense cannons, and it like I think like it just like it actually uses their targeting beams to target them and like whacks them out of the air in one shot. So those are gone. We only had five, evidently. Or no, no, it just knocked them out in that sector, I guess. Proceeds to like skip along the ocean, right? Picks up Beijing, dumps it on London. <laughs> yeah. And then lands in the Atlantic, right? I'm not exactly, that's what happened, right?
2: Yeah, it was just covering like the whole eastern, like the whole like east side of the planet or <laughs> whatever. I don't know.
0: It picked up Asia and dumped it on Europe. I mean, I actually think like the Great Wall of China got dumped on Big Ben or something <laughs> that stupid. Like. <laughs> and like, of course, the whole time while all of this like, extreme destructions going on. Jeff Goldblum is making his quips as the tug is trying to like survive
2: right.
0: part of the earth being dumped on another part of the earth as think thing comes in for a landing and makes his funny comment, which I did kind of chuckle at. like, Oh, there you go. They, he, they always go for the monuments when yeah. like the London bridge got destroyed. And like, okay. And of course, as it's coming to a landing in the Atlantic, as it's like rim, like, like butts up against New Jersey, who's out there fishing
1: but uh (laughs) dad jeff goldblum's dad i i don't know man like i didn't love him in the first film his character was so bad in this film
0: well he was already a stupid character in the first one he was like like jeff goldblum's like talking to him and uh like oh dad you should say a prayer and this is from the first film. He's like, "Oh, I gave up prayer
1: after he lost his wife. He gave up his religion, but after like the you know the the near death experience and all that kind of stuff, he he like reassumed the mantle and literally became a, a preacher and you know helped out all of those people and he actually said in the second movie, "Oi, it's a bargain!" Like it, he was talking about his <laughs> book. You should buy it. It's nine ninety nine. What a bargain! How terrible was that?
0: That's right. That's right. He he wrote a book based on how he saved the world because something he said gave David, his son, the inspiration, right? What was it he said that?
1: He said you'll catch a cold. But th- he went from, like, troubled holy man to renewed holy man to shyster? How the hell that happen? <laughs> Hey, he's got to make a buck. He's
0: got a fixed income, right? He has to sell some books in retirement. What do you want? It's, it's only $10. Just buy one. Shut up. <laughs> right. So he's hawking books at these old folks homes and giving his lectures to these like senile people that don't care. And he happens to be out fishing off of New Jersey or whatever when the thing lands. It was probably Florida. Probably. And his boat gets washed inland to like Cleveland or some damn place.
1: Like, I, I'm not kidding. Like, well, it was it was within driving distance of uh, Area Fifty One, <laughs> right? Right. <laughs> <laughs> so,
0: at this point, I'm like, "Oh God, they're gonna make him!" I just know they're gonna make him into um, what's his face's character from the previous film, the the, the biplane guy that I hated. Um, with that actor's name, I say his name all the time. Yeah, in the words of my generation, um, Randy Quaid. I'm like, oh god, they're they're cat they're changing him, as Brian said, from the religious, pen, you know, the pensive former religious guy into Randy Quaid. And sure enough, they did because what happens upon him but a station wagon full of troubled, homeless, p- parentless teens, and he hops in with them and takes up with them, and they go on zany adventures throughout the movie, and really don't further the plot at all. Um, I think till the end, right? Not Am even at the
1: end, they didn't accomplish anything, did they?
0: Yeah, it's like he didn't even like. You know, do an old man move and, like, steer his school bus,
1: which he was driving by the end of the film, into the alien queen. There there was, like, one tenth second when he was driving towards, like, the wrong spot. And they were going to get in the way of the master plan. And Jeff Goldblum waved. Oh, we should go there. (laughs) Oh, that's my Michael. (laughs) That's right. So. Or not my David. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, That's
0: my David. That's my David. So. He goes to hang out. Yeah, alright, So, so that happens at the end. <laughs> the tenuous moment in the movie was resolved
1: in five seconds with a
0: wave. There was a dog involved too. Yeah, they got a dog. The kids had a dog. I knew there was a dog that had to escape destruction too. So they they touched all the ba- all the stupid bases, and then anyway, the aliens are invading and they're kicking the crap out of us. And th- oh, this thing lands in the middle of the Atlantic and proceeds to start drilling down to our core. So. We find out that their real plan is to like dr- drill out our core and take its like molten like <laughs> metal to power their ship. I'm not exactly sure what that does for them, but they're they're putting us. They want to put a straw into our core, suck the energy out of it, destroy our magnetic field, and basically end life on Earth. And that's not good. And Brett Spiner has realized this because, of course, he when he got within when the aliens got within range, his psych his psychic link with them having been touched by them. Like, snaps him out of his coma to his lover's, like, joy. And, um... You know, he knows what's up. So, like, it's him and Goldblum. They're the two eggheads now. And Spiner spends most of the movie trying to unlock the secrets of this spear thing while the invasion... Eve. E- yeah, e- Actually, yeah. Eve. Why... <laughs> While everybody, while Little Ree and the gang are fighting, and Little Ree is trying to be a leader, but he, but Thor Junior has to kind of put him up to it, and Little Ree like decides to take a detour and fly to like I don't know Chicago, where his mom,
2: oh his mom, who yeah yeah he he just completely just turns against like military protocol, (laughs) right? Yeah,
0: I'll be back. I just got to take a little detour. Okay, no problem. The world's ending, but that's fine. He like flies to Chicago at his mom vivica fox who used to be a stripper is now a doctor (laughs) yeah like director of a hospital and of course she's like busy saving pregnant women and doing heroic things and little ree shows up to like i guess i don't know if he's gonna beam her up into his fighter plane or something but uh he can't because like her building collapses i think because the edge of the spaceship knocks it down or something really stupid yeah
1: i mean it was just the general chaos yeah i think it was the gravity effect wasn't it Something destroys the hospital. Something dumb like that. So,
0: and oh, and uh, of course the hospital is named after Bill Pullman's wife from the first movie. I did notice that. Yeah. And so little Ree's mom dies there, and he's he's mad, but know he, he walks it off because he already lost his dad. Oh, by the way, Will Smith's not in this movie, not because he was starring in Suicide Squad, but because he died uh, doing test pilot stuff for all this new technology we took from the alien.
2: His 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 picture is hanging proudly in the Oval in, in the, White the White
0: House. Yeah, yeah, in the White House though.
1: <laughs> But but I got to talk about this while we're here. Did you guys... So there was like a huge, like, up-close shot of the picture of Will Mm -hmm. Smith. So they could use that in the promotional material. See, Will Smith. Oh, Will Smith might show up. Oh, there might be a trick. No, there's no trick. It's just a painting. For the record. (laughs) How bad is your movie when you need to, like, advertise that Will Smith...
0: There's, a, there's a, a likeness of him in the movie, right? I Jeff Bol- Jeff Goldblum, who I really like, could not save this movie. Brent Spiner, who I really like, could not save this movie. I'd like to think maybe if Will Smith had been in it, he could have worked some Will Smith magic. Um, but somehow, I, I'm just kind of glad he wasn't in it. I hope Suicide Squad is good.
2: Uh, I loved Brent Spiner and... <laughs> I thought he was hilarious throughout the movie, and I, I loved, like, the little jokes. They had, a bu- like, a-, a bunch of Easter eggs in that movie, especially, like, like what you were saying, Tom, like, the, you know, the hospital was named after Bill Pullman's wife and all, all that stuff. But, like, at the one point where you're actually, like, getting her heartstrings tugged on when, like, you know, his partner... I'll get is, you to
0: sick bay! Yeah,
2: I'll get you to sick bay!
0: I was like, come on! <laughs> I was like, you just totally, like... <laughs> I was the only... One (laughs) to laugh at that in the theater. Right. So we'll get to that because that that part was actually kind of good. So the aliens are, the aliens are just like kicking the living crap out of us. And um, so little re and, and Thor jr. And all them they lead like a fighter attack. Of course, a fighter attack on the master spaceship, because this, we can tell through infrared imaging that there's a giant alien queen in the middle of this spaceship. I'm not really sure why their spaceship doesn't shield from that but we know exactly where she is. So they fly some fighters in and they're going to, what are they neutron bombs or photon bombs or some crap we're trying to always use on them? Yeah. Sometimes. Proton bombs. I don't, yeah. whatever. Yeah. They're going to go into her little lair. They're going to, and, and they know they theorize. I think um, Jeff Goldblum decides that if we kill the queen, we'll kill them. Um, so they go in and they, they try to drop these bombs off, but it's a trap and she knew they were coming. And basically like she deploys some little Frisbee drones and they put like, um,
1: bubbles around shields.
0: Yeah, portable shields around which just completely absorb these like quadrillion gigaton bombs we sent in. And then haha, we got you. You know, the aliens are awesome. And then the queen um at that point, like after that discovers like, oh, I think Rent Spiner activates the spear. No no the nerdy accountant guy activates Eve, the the, the spear. Yeah. Which turns out to be a, a benevolent AI that's come here to help rally To help save as many of us as it can, because it's building a resistance up against the aliens, right? Sure. (laughs) And so then the queen gets wind of that. So it shows this whole scene of her getting into her, like, exosuit and, like, getting in her... Jesus. There's a spaceship the size of the Atlantic, but then in the center of it, there's a spaceship the size of, like, I don't know, Minnesota. And that's her personal spaceship. So she's going to go destroy this, like, little sphere thing before it can impart valuable knowledge. So she takes off to go do that, and little Ree and the gang are trapped in her spaceship. I don't, don't they just spend the rest of the movie trying to escape?
1: They, yeah, they, they go somewhere. that like weird Vietnam route for a few minutes for just no reason.
0: <laughs> yeah, because the aliens have like crops growing in the spaceship, and so like yeah, they have this whole like vi- yeah like <laughs> they have yeah, this
1: whole like ecosystem
2: or whatever.
0: Right. <sighs> so there's this whole like Full Metal Jacket scene or something of them like fighting their way through these aliens, and they steal some fighter planes and they escape. And um,
1: don't forget the American pisses on him and flips him off.
0: Oh, yeah, that's right. That's right. Thor Jr. has to distract him so they can go steal the spaceships. So he walks up to the control center and they they kind of try to relive the Jeff Goldblum, Will Smith, like smoking a cigar, flipping off the aliens. Except it's not actually anywhere near as like amusing. Like there was no chemistry between actors. He starts just taking a pee and then that irritates them and they send out troopers to kill him um
2: so he was creating a diversion for right right,
0: oh. right he was creating a diversion and then the, but then it worked and they got the fighter planes and then they kill the aliens and then they escape right
2: in a nutshell yeah
0: <laughs> all right uh, anyway the stupid alien queen comes and now she's going to come and she goes and like destroys the president and then she goes and destroys some other stuff and she's looking for this stupid spear thing and they get the idea that they're going to hide it in an isolation chamber oh god at some point, Bill Pullman, President Bill Pullman, um, shows up and takes charge. He's like, we need to interrogate these aliens. <laughs> so how does he interrogate them?
1: <laughs> A shot-by-shot remake of the first film. Yes.
0: Yeah. I'm thinking he's going to go in there, and like we're going to electrocute him and beat him up. No, he goes in, lets one of them out of the storage thing, lets it wrap him around in the tentacle, press his face up against the glass and yeah. talk through him. This happened earlier, by the way, when the alien was on her way or some shit. And that's when it's revealed that the alien queen is trying to destroy this sphere because this sphere poses a threat and blah, 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 blah. And uh, th- that was really dumb, by the way. That was a really... Th- that scene was stupid. I'm
1: sorry.
2: Yeah, it wasn't, it wasn't too smart.
1: <sighs> <sighs> there were too many. Like, well, they did it in the first show. Oh, God. Although
2: I will say I did like Bill Pullman's character. I thought he was pretty good. I mean, he was a little too, like, fake intense. You know what I mean? But I, I didn't mind him.
0: <clears throat> uh, he did deliver the worst one-liner. So, um. <laughs> anyway, the Queen's on her way, and she's going to blow them up. And so, Brent... They put this. They put the real sphere that she's looking for in the in an isolation chamber, so she can't pick up its signal. And then they mirror its signal and they lure her away with a fake one. And Bill um, Pullman is piloting a space tug, as they're called, with the with the decoy in it. And his daughter. Oh yeah, I forgot. Oh yeah, we forgot. His daughter's also in the movie and also part of the legacy squadron. And. She's going to fly the suicide mission because the whole point is they load this thing up with those dumb neutron bombs and they're going to have the queen take it into her chamber, and then they're going to blow it up. So no, Pullman, no,
2: she, she quit the legacy squad to then. take care of her crazy dad, yeah. right?
0: Right, so she feels it's her mission to go do the suicide mission. But then Bill Pullman like distracts her and takes the airplane and he's going to do the suicide mission and it works. He lures Which, the queen, for the record, away. shot by
1: shot remake of the first film. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Just fly right and up its main gun and blow up. Of, That'll kill it. Yeah. Pretty,
0: <laughs> he enters the spaceship and enters the queen's chamber. And like, she's like, yeah, I got the And then she realizes like, oh no, like that's, you know, this is a decoy. She realizes it. And then Bill Pullman's like, ah, that's right. We got you. We got you. I'm setting off the nukes now. Happy 4th of July. <laughs> And then he, he fire these nuclear, these nuclear bombs are the worst weapon ever. He blows up like 50 of them at like point blank range, but the alien queen on her body armor has a personal shield that just blocks it. So it utterly destroys her spaceship, like destroys it. And then she like just emerges from it in her armor. And she's like a, she's basically one of the stupid aliens, but she's a gigantic one.
2: Yeah, which I did not understand if the if that big ass nuke didn't stop it, then how are just these little cannon shots going to like break it
1: down? An interesting question. I I, um, I really do have a question about this. How did they eventually penetrate her shields with fighter planes armed with
0: No, 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 no. how did they? Uh they didn't they just shoot her like shield generators or something?
1: How? It was behind the shield. Dude, I don't know. That's the... That, this is the... No weapon has ever been shown to penetrate those shields. I know. In the least tiny way. And... Unless there's like five seconds left on the bomb to go up or something. Like...
0: When the giant... If we
1: don't do it now, we'll never do it. Oh, it worked! Oh... <laughs>
0: By the way, they're giving you a like minute by minute breakdown. Like the world will end in sixteen minutes. Like the they know exactly when the drill is going to reach the Earth's core, and evidently it's just going to suck the core out instantly. So we're doomed yeah. in like twenty minutes if we don't yeah. kill the queen.
2: Which, which I, another awesome part I love that they got the drunken Irish sailors to you know oh, yeah, what the was information.
0: That? What <laughs> the hell was that all about? For no reason whatsoever. The only people close enough to the drilling ship to monitor its drilling progress and radio back how long it's going to take before the world ends or a bunch of drunk Irish sailors. We, I, that's we a, I, no I, what,
2: drones. We have nothing else that could do that. Why
0: were they that? like, what was the point of that, of those people? And, and they were mad. They were trying to get gold off of a wreck worth a hundred million dollars. And they, and so like the president calls like, Hey, can you help save the world? Uh, no, we want our gold. Here's a hundred million dollars. Okay. We'll help
2: that was so, like, early 90s that, like, uh, they said yes. Uh, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah. like that was, like, very Armageddon. We're we rich. don't want to pay taxes, ever. <laughs> like.
0: So, all right. The stupid alien, she's attacking the base now where the sphere really is. She finds out where the sphere really is. I forgot how. I think because Brett her Brett and messing with it and it gave off a signal or some, Or maybe her aliens attacked or some crap. But, Brent Spiner's in there learning all this awesome information and weapons and technology and about the resistance and how we can defeat the aliens. But then some, some alien shock troopers come in and like
1: kill a bunch of people. Those were the ex prisoners.
0: Oh yeah. Yeah. They get, yeah. D- they get free. Right. Or, or maybe the one that. some I, I don't know, but a bunch of stupid aliens are running around. <laughs> you can you tell I love this movie? And anyway, they, they kill they kill Brent Spiner's husband or partner, or whoever he is. And for a minute you're like, Oh, that sucks. And, um, that's when Brett Spiner does deliver the funny line, like he's like the husband says something like sweet to him, and he's just like, "No, no, I'll get you to sick bay, <laughs> and I laugh, and nobody understands why I laugh and um his husband dies, and then Brett Spiner get, goes crazy, and like it's like like literally dual wheels like alien machine guns, right? It just starts like Princess Leia style like killing every alien that comes through the door,
1: right. <laughs> They had a well armed like like squad there to defend them, which were just picked apart without firing a shot. The guy who's never held a gun in his life before, <laughs> and wipes out every alien on the base.
0: Right, like the only people approaching his body count were um the African warlord and his new protege, the accountant guy, who's also turns out to be like a crack shot. And well, he uh, knows
1: the secret.
0: <laughs> <laughs> What's the secret, Brian? You got to get him from behind. (laughs) That's how you kill him. You got to kill him from behind. It's the only way to kill the aliens. (laughs) So anyway, the African warlord and that guy are just, they they occasionally make cameos to kill some aliens, but Spiner uh, goes on a rampage, waste these people or waste these aliens. And then the queen gets closer to the base. And I think they, they blew up her shield. Like okay, the fighter like Bill Pullman's daughter and I think Little Ree or maybe Thor Junior or maybe all of them who and the Chinese lady blow her shields up with with fighter planes the fighter planes that they stole and I'm not really sure how because when we fired the moon laser it bounced right off their shields and as Brian said no weapon ever penetrates their shields not even the alien weapons but with the fighter ships they were able to disable her shield somehow right just with like a lucky shot Mysterious. I don't it's not really explained.
1: Uh, uh.
0: So they knock her personal shield. Again, I want to point out, this is a personal shield on her body armor. So she's still like a 17-story monster coming towards, a you know, Cloverfield-style monster coming towards the base to contend with. And she can still kick ass. So they're fighting her and they're fighting her, but now they can actually hit her. But look, she summons a swarm of her little spaceships to form like a protective Ender's Game-style swarm shield around her, right? And... <laughs> Because she controls them all, little Re and all them, their spaceship gets sucked into the swarm too. And they are trapped and they can't do anything except watch her get closer to the base and try to kill Brett Spiner and everybody else. And so wait, how did they get out of that swarm? How did they take control of the ship again?
1: They 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 did the star drive. They went really fast, because that made a difference. Yeah.
0: Oh, that's right that's right apparently you can override the like hive intelligence of your overlord and queen by like hitting the afterburners on your fighter jet yeah. cuz they kick in like the hyperdrive like if we do that we'll burn up it's just crazy enough to work <laughs> pretty much so they kick in the hyperdrive and of course they take off like bats out of hell into the upper atmosphere somehow losing no maneuverability they stay within the sphere
1: or the the cone
0: <laughs> right <laughs> And they they break the, the Queen's telepathic hold over the ship or
1: whatever, and now they are free. I, I, I got to correct you again, because this really drove me nut. They're not free. Their engines give out. Their engines completely burn out after they oh, use that's the, right. That's right. the that's hyperdrive. Right. So they're plummeting to Earth, and they decide to make a suicide run on her, blazing away with their lasers. And then for no reason whatsoever, they pull out the last second, and then don't die. Suicide run, but nah
0: right 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 these ships are without power and plummeting to earth and they decide to attack the queen and did they kill her or i don't recall now is that what does her in or yeah
1: they they finally yeah remember she turned to run towards the real alien she had it in her hand she had the alien she, she yeah that's right yeah she ran off
0: with the real alien right she she caught the she got the spear from inside the base and what did they do when she ran <laughs> they got her from behind That's right. That's how they killed her. (laughs) In these disabled alien spacecraft, they shot her in the back and killed her and she dropped the sphere, which has all the secrets we need. And the queen dies and all the space. And so it is revealed that when the queen dies, I guess sometimes all the aliens die. But what really happens is all of these spaceships returned to their home. Or returned to the nearest queen to serve her.
1: No, th- th- the mothership returned, but all the other things just like stayed. So like they wanted to like be economical, but not take it too far. Oh,
0: so all the other spaceships and everything just stayed behind. You mean right?
1: Like they just fell to the ground.
0: Yeah. So the so the the drill ship that was like. Apparently, I guess it's okay to drill through, like, the crust, the outer mantle, and the inner mantle and not hit the core. I guess that doesn't cause, like, runaway geological (laughs) distress on the Earth. If your
1: heat beam can drill through the ocean without causing an ounce of steam... (laughs) Right. You can do anything.
0: And if you are a ship great whose thickness is pretty much approximately the same as the atmosphere, and you can enter the atmosphere without, like, brushing the atmosphere into space... Land in the ocean without, like, displacing the ocean. I, I, I'm i not a physicist, but damn, I know what happens when you splash a frisbee down in a sink full of water, and it's not nothing. And if you then took a power drill and went through the frisbee, again, things would happen, <laughs> to, to, to come up with an analogy. But anyway, oh, God, the queen's dead, and, like, everybody lands, everybody's happy, and Brent Spiner is now, like, Interfacing with this thing, and he's like, Hey, check it out. And he like, Oh, you know, Bill Pullman's dead. And there, you know, a moment of a sadness for that. And Brent Spiner, like, Oh, no, that's that, that happens less. Little Ree is happy. He and Thor Jr. are friends. Um, the president's daughter, who, by the way, I forgot to mention is Thor Jr.'s girlfriend. They kiss. And then after like, she film, almost
1: shoots him,
0: after she almost shoots him when he gets out of the ship or some crap. And then The the nerdy accountant guy, like, oh, I want to marry you to the Chinese chick. And she's like, oh, well, we can go to dinner first. (laughs) That's great. And then, like, Rabbi, whatever his name is now, Jeff Goldblum's dad, who isn't a rabbi anymore. He's just an old retiree. And part-time book salesman. And part-time book salesman. He, like, basically agrees to adopt not just the kids in the station wagon, but the 15, like, orphans they picked up on a school bus on the way there that I forgot to mention. (laughs) And then... It ends with Brett Spiner like check out this thing and he like presses some buttons or something on the spear and all these cool weapons show up. He's like, Now we can take the fight to the alien homeworld. And his closing line, does anybody remember what it was? <sighs> Let's kick some alien ass.
2: I don't actually.
0: <laughs> Not making that up.
2: Oh boy.
0: And that's pretty much how it ends with Brett Spiner uh letting us know that we're going to go kick some alien ass. I guess he's going to be a central figure in the next movie, which gives me some hope for it, but uh, some hope. Point zero, 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 zero one hopes added to zero hope I'm I'm to pretty much no hope. The end. IV4 resurgence. Guys, what a piece of shit.
2: <laughs>
0: I mean, I'm glad you enjoyed it, Cam, but I I thought it was... Yeah. As stupid as that sounded, during all that absurdity, it didn't resonate with me like the first one. I love to hate the first movie.
1: I just don't care about it. And I I really did like the first movie. And this one was just kind of like, it didn't like, I didn't hate it, but I didn't like it. Like, it was just very like, I don't know. It was just weak all around. Like, I never thought. Oh, wow. Anybody's going to die. Like, they offed Vivica A. Fox, and I was like, for a little while, I was like, wow, they're really killing a lot of people. Holy shit. And then Herschel popped back up. Oi, you want to buy a book? And I'm oh, well, I mean, he survived <laughs> fucking being thrown halfway <laughs> across the continent. So they're obviously not offing everybody. I mean... <laughs> he was terrible in that. He was... Oh. <laughs> uh,
0: he really was. The movie sucked. Uh. <laughs> you kids want Oh yeah, you kids want to come live with me for a while? Oh, uh, Okay, yeah, uh, all right.
1: I don't really know what his point was. He didn't. He did. I don't think he affected the outcome of the movie whatsoever, and that really drives me nuts because that's like that's a cameo. He they so he had a cameo. He had a meaningless cameo, like like uh, Stan Lee in a Marvel movie.
0: Jeff Goldblum was almost pointless. I feel like Spiner has stepped into the like zany scientist role. In fact, Jeff Goldblum delivers his line like do do your thing, do your thing, which is what he gave to the army guys about blowing up the first ship, but in this case it was in reference at, to doing science.
1: At least he was like peacemaker, like you know, voice of reason. I I, I don't know. Herschel I don't didn't know he say to. anything meaningful. Hey, I say,
0: I don't really know why Herschel was in except for like, oh, that's Jeff Goldblum's funny dad. Ha
1: <laughs> He was in it for the dog joke that, I mean, he was in it for the one liner.
0: Wait, was there a dog joke with that little, there's something with the dog. I totally miss.
1: Remember like, it was like, it, it wouldn't get in the car for a little while. And they were like, oh,
0: oh, be in a putz. Didn't you call it a schmuck or a putz or something?
1: Yeah. Something like, I mean,
0: yeah. Do you ever wonder? If, so Cam, you mentioned that there was not a uh, black character, quote unquote, blacking it up. Like with like, you know, stereotypical black mannerisms and, and discussion. Do you ever think Jewish people get tired of, like, basically, like, the kvetching old guy trying to hawk books? or That, that kind of... I mean, sure, I would, you know? I mean, so...
1: I mean, I don't claim, like, any ancestry to Jewishness or anything like that, but that really... Well, that was way over the top, man.
0: Yeah, he was... But it didn't have any... Again, last time the character was this, like, This guy who lost his faith when his wife died, but who still kept a prayer shawl and like a Torah tucked in his back pocket in case he changed his mind. That was dumb, but at least, okay. Now he's just an old guy and he's retired from everything. And uh, that that was dumb.
1: Now I got to ask you guys about this, because there was one part of the movie that I found like absolutely fascinating. And um, when, when we talked about Ghost in the Shell, I, I started reading about how important China mm. has become to Hollywood. And China was really, really prominent. Yeah. In, in this.
2: Yeah, for sure. Yeah, like the main moon commander was
1: a Chinese guy. And the main love interest yeah, was the Chinese chick. I'm kind of curious if there was anybody like yellowing it up. Like, I mean, I wouldn't know the stereotypes because I'm not Chinese, but I wonder if they were playing to that audience. Because even even some of the technology they use, like the, the QQ chat app. Yes, QQ, that, that is. That's real. QQ I mean, is a thing. And it, the Chinese love that.
0: QQ is actually how um, Thor Jr. and Bill Pullman's daughter were talking. Like, thanks for using QQ. When, that, that was the first time things were going wrong. Their QQ connection went went offline when the alien spaceship arrived.
1: Apparently their routers were on Saturn. <laughs>
0: No, I, I did see the increased kind of nod to the Chinese audience by making by being a little more inclusive. Um
1: And it wasn't like Las Vegas that was destroyed, it was I don't know, Shanghai, Beijing. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, it was like again, I think it was like Beijing dumped onto London. I know, again, I, I I wish I was exaggerating. They picked up a Chinese city and dumped it on London. But yeah, I, I think I think we're probably gonna see more of that, Brian. Um I'm assuming it was already in the book. But did you see the Martian
1: Martian uh, where uh, Matt Damon, he's trapped on Mars. uh, That was the one trapped on Mars, right? Not the one lost in space. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. No,
0: he, uh, there was a scene there where the Chinese are instrumental in kind of like saving the day. So I think you're going to see more of that um, going forward. And it kind of makes sense. Like that's a huge market. China represents a huge portion of the world population.
1: Yeah, um, I'm just kind of like I feel uh, black desert has made me kind of sensitive to this. I, I don't know a lot about their culture, so I, I couldn't even tell you if that was well handled or not. I wonder if they were like kowtowing or if they were like, you know, playing it up or was that like well done? I'd be curious to uh, to see. I'm actually dying to know. i meant to Google this last night. There's there's one part where at the press conference they ask uh the pilot like oh do you have anything to say and she responds in chinese and they very purposefully don't subtitle it oh yeah i wonder if it's uh i'm kind of kind of curious if that was like some kind of like joke that only the chinese audience gets or something mm-hmm. maybe
0: look for more of this though and look for the Chi- look for chinese opinions and performance at the box office to kind of inform movie making i think It was some series that has not been well-received that is very popular in China and so will be going on for a while. I think it's Transformers or something. Uh, Well, that's popular here, too. It it was some... Maybe it was Ninja Turtles. It was some recently made movie that people did not care for that the Chinese absolutely loved. And so it's getting a sequel now. Um, Damn, it was something that happened recently, too. And I cannot think of what it was. Oh, it was... uh, Wasn't it Warcraft? I think the Chinese loved that. Yes, it was Warcraft. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, you almost wonder if Hollywood studios are going to start producing exclusively for China or if like yeah, we'll bounce it off America, if we get 50 million, that's fine. We'll make like 900 million in China. Yeah. Um hmm. yeah, yeah, but I did notice that too, Brian, and that, that was kind of interesting. And whereas the international cast was just uh sort of can't, like uh took, shown in like montages in the first film, it was a little more in evidence during this film um throughout like, they just show, like, Palestinians and, like, Israelis, like, shaking hands, like, really quick. Remember, like, when Bill Pullman was giving his speech? They were, we're no longer yeah. enemies. Everybody's listening to his broadcast. And for some reason, I didn't know Palestine and Israel had air bases with airplanes on the same flight line <laughs> right next to each other. I mean, I know they're close in, pro- in proximity. I didn't know they were that close. Um, mainly Chinese and Americans and uh, Actually, apart from the African warlord, were there any other nationalities uh, involved? <laughs> I don't think so. There were no Japanese. There were no uh, Indians. When are we going to start catering to the Indian audience, by the way? That uh, you know, that
1: th- I, all right, all right, all right. I wasn't going to say anything, but this this kind of makes me sad. Apparently, they were kind of directed to leave sensitive areas out because they didn't want anybody getting killed. India? India's not sensitive, is it? Are, are they, like, okay? They didn't want any of the landmarks being shown that might like incite.
0: Oh, okay. So you don't want like the you don't want like uh, the Taj Mahal being dropped on like the dome right. of the rock or something, right? Okay. <laughs> I see. T- t- that might inflame some religious passions or something.
1: And to be fair, m- most of the Hispanics would have been killed when that ship landed, so I guess they couldn't have been in it. <laughs> I mean, it landed on their islands, like. Eh.
0: Oh God. Kev, okay, anything to add? Why were certain? Why did it seem like certain ethnicities were, were missing? In your opinion,
2: uh, like I said, I, I think it was just they looked at the the previous one and they sort of. I think they wanted to go away from the whole, you know, caricature race thing. They didn't want another. Uh,
1: it it, it was remarkably well balanced. I thought, act, like, you know, act, as, act, as far food. as cheesy, you know, blockbuster popcorn flicks go, I I thought it was actually a little sensitive. Like I was impressed by that but can't please everybody i guess
0: yeah i suppose not anyway uh let's do let's go out around the room with a one out of ten score uh just to see where we all stand with this movie cam go first where do do you rank it
2: Uh, i'd say a solid six
0: Mm, wow above average generous 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 what about you
1: brian I, I would say like absolutely perfectly in the middle so like i guess a five or a 5.5 if we're counting from one i don't know just dead center
0: i give it like a three or a, but
1: really? yeah it,
0: i mean i almost want to give it a two because the first one was a three and this one sucked at being the first one <laughs> it, 2.5 i hate i i the, it's more funny to talk about how stupid it is so it as I'm going over the the plot with you guys, it's it will have some conversation going forward, like about how dumb it was, but it's not nearly as uh, rich for for making fun as the first one was. And so, because the purpose of this movie is for me to hate it, and it failed to motivate me to hate sufficiently, <laughs> I, I got to give it like a two point five to three.
2: Yeah, I feel like it was just number one, but sanitized.
1: Basically, this was I, this was absolutely yeah. like a bridge episode. Like this was a filler episode in your oh, favorite yeah. television show or something like that. Yeah. Like three is probably yeah. going to be a lot more like thought out, and whether it's good or not, it'll actually be like kind of you know it'll make sense as opposed to just like ah the 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 shield failed that stuff happens. Well, yeah, they're they're committing <laughs> yeah. suicide by plummeting to the earth, but uh, there's a headwind. They 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 glide like. Uh. <laughs> Do you guys think
0: yeah, yeah. that uh we're going to see Independence Day 3 now where they go and attack it's the aliens? It's been Greenland,
1: has it? Yeah, they're gonna take an interstellar.
0: That might be better. Like no more landmarks to destroy. But of course we'll like destroy there'll be like alien statues that we dub on other alien statues. Like they'll they'll have like, a, <laughs> they'll have like a they'll have like a greenhouse and our ships will blow it up. And then it will reveal that they were, you know, they'll end up being our friends in the next movie. What Eve will turn out to be evil? Right, right, right. She actually, they actually fear her. She's not, not because she's like a good resistance to them, but yeah, they are actually the evil ones. And these aliens are trying to stop them or. uh.
2: What do you, what do you guys think was the worst part of the, like the worst thing? Ooh,
0: you go first, Brian. I'll, I'll, okay, I'll, I'll go, go first. Go. It,
2: it, it was, uh, to me, it was the... Okay, they made that whole big hullabaloo like sort of in the middle of the movie about the controlled dive. Right. we're falling. It's called the controlled <laughs> dive. It, it, you know, like, we're not, we're not, we're not crashing. We're, we're in a controlled dive. And then they made it, okay, well, we're just going to have to do a controlled dive when they, like, burn their engines out or whatever and we're, like, coming back to Earth. Um, but then, like, somehow they just, like... It didn't hit the ground, but then glided. Like, like, (laughs) what the fuck, man? Like, that's not a controlled dive. That's clearly a glide maneuver. I I, I don't know. I just thought that was pretty retarded.
1: Uh, Herschel gets my vote because I I, I really, like, maybe I'll watch it again and and pay more attention to him. I don't think he added a single thing to the plot. I don't think he added anything to the movie except god-awful jokes. And to undo his redemption at the first of the, uh, at the end of the first movie, like makes it even worse. Like uh, undo his character progress. That's low. <laughs>
0: I would have to say the dumbest thing. Oh God. I really hated that Bill Pullman delivered the Randy Quaid line. Like I really hated a like, happy 4th of July. And like blew up the queen. That was like, that was the high water mark of stupidity in the movie. No. No. Killing a... Yeah, that was the worst. It's it's between that and, like, the shields are impenetrable unless you're, like, really determined fighter pilots that you can just blow them up. Like, establishing through the entire series that like, the shields cannot be penetrated, to Brian's point, and then, like, yeah, we gotta brush those aside so we can kill the I I,
1: I really don't think they did anything different. Like... Ugh. If they're trying to say eventually the shields give out if you pound enough lasers into them, I guess that's an excuse, but it literally never happened in the entire series before. So horribly weak. Horribly weak.
2: <sighs> okay, I mean, I guess it's because it's their own tech.
0: But I, I, I mean, know. I thought we had their tech. It, it makes no sense, man. Dumb. All right.
1: At least Apple didn't sponsor the movie this time.
2: (laughs) Yeah. At least Liam Hemsworth wasn't wearing, like, you know, I don't know, Puma shoes.
0: I I was actually expecting them to, like, yeah, like... I'm trying to think of what would be, like, a hot gadget. I I was expecting, like, a GoPro to somehow come into the mix. Like, I'll sneak into the alien ship with my GoPro and record the schematics.
2: Well, I, I guess the... The whole when she was when the whole conversation yeah that was his girlfriend QQ from, you know the moon that was product placement I
0: guess there you go QQ oh that explains the increased Chinese presence so yeah Apple is like no we don't want to we don't want to put any money behind this one we'll, well QQ will oh god there were no kids and no dogs other than the orphan kids there was like no central kid and only the weird dog
1: well there was the dogs in the in the
0: us. Yeah, but he I feel like he wasn't as central as the golden retriever in the first movie.
2: Yeah, cuz said the the golden retriever had his own like moment of glory when he like jumped into the, you know, the, the jumped into the room with the fireball. Right,
0: when there's an expanding <laughs> volume of like of like flaming gas, you can escape it by entering an empty space where the gas will not enter. <laughs> For some yeah, they reason. They had like
2: a they had like a wooden door between
0: them. <laughs> I I have to remember. I I I did not know that you could escape. You could enter Places of low pressure to escape high pressure. I will remember that. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. Terrible. What a doofy movie. All right. So that's it. That's all we got for this. What I think to be is a crappy movie. Cam got some enjoyment out of it. Brian. I'm looking forward to three. I guess I can say that. You know something? I am, too, because I have a feeling it's going to deliver big on all the worst of the first one. Like, we're literally going to see Brent Spider's character with, like, a bandana on like a, a bit ba-
1: he'll he'll like climb in the queen's armor <laughs>
0: yeah he's gonna literally yeah he's going to be like a commando uh we have we have this whole ensemble of like actually they've got like kind of an a-team assembled you've got the uh nerdy accountant guy you've got the african warlord you've got brent spiner you have little Ree. you have thor jr you have the uh president's daughter the chinese lady who they didn't make a martial arts expert but i'm sure that she will be in the next movie well and she's
2: gonna be with the with the with the sidekick with little thor sidekick
0: yeah, yeah, the the accountant guy. His yes, thing he is agreed he... agreed to go on a date. His, his codename is going to be Numbers in the next one. He's going to, like, you know, figure out their spreadsheets or something.
2: No, no, no. I mean, the, 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 the Chinese
0: chick agreed to go on a date with... Not the accountant. That was the other guy. Wait. Oh, that's a different... That's a, that's yeah. a different guy from the accountant? I thought they were the same yeah. guy. No, no, no. <laughs> Wow. I like totally spliced those characters together. So what was the purpose of this guy besides <laughs> he was, like man. finding after the Chinese lady?
1: Yeah. He's just like like he, he was the, the voice of reason for Thor to make up with uh Little Ray. Little Ree. Little Ree, yeah.
0: Little Rhee. Okay.
1: Ugh, God.
0: Okay. Well anyway, it's good yeah, it's gonna be a commando movie and Jeff Goldblum and uh Brent Spiner will be like the, you know, masterminds behind it. And, oh, is that general? Oh, yeah, that's right. A general got promoted to president. Is he Is he coming back, you think? or?
2: Oh, yeah, he'll definitely be there. Yeah. And I like that they had Robert Loja, the old general there.
0: Actually, Looking he old as fuck. He, that was not makeup. But that's how old as fuck he was. You know, he's dead. Ooh. Like, that was his last film appearance. Did he actually
1: move in the film? He may have. Yeah,
0: yeah. He was just kind of like. Uh. He got up and saluted when the president was, like, thanking him for his service. Um. yeah anything else you want to discuss with this movie guys
2: I think we skewered it well enough
0: yeah yeah it was uh... oh I had the last thing I wanted to mention the guy, the general that gets elevated to president I had this movie mixed up with contact and I'm like oh the blind guy I forgot he was <laughs> in this movie I thought he was blind <laughs> I'm like, oh wait, no, that was a good movie.
1: <laughs> I, I don't remember any of their names in the, in, in, from this movie. That is that is so weird to me. Like, I mean, David obviously. I, I don't know the Chinese character's name. I don't know the comic relief's name. I don't know Herschel's real name. Sorry, you only know
0: David's name because of because of Herschel, Herschel in the first yeah. movie. Yeah, little, my little David, he saved the world. What do you got a cold? I feel like one of them was James. Is that Thor Junior? Or I can't remember. Yeah. I don't no, know
2: very forgettable very forgettable characters.
0: Yep. And uh, hopefully a forgettable movie. <laughs> Let's begin the forgetting process by moving on. And I will remind our audience that they should not forget to check out our show on a weekly basis subscribe to us on itunes check us out on stitcher if streaming is more to your liking and uh, don't upload a virus whatever you do to google play music because that happens to be my favorite outlet for this podcast
1: like us on facebook follow us on twitter and instagram add us to your google circles and join the nerdstravaganza hq group on facebook
2: zap on over to nerdstravaganza.com our awesome website where you can find this and all of our back episodes Do a controlled dive over to YouTube uh, and glide into the handy dandy search bar there uh, and type in NerdStravaganza and you will find all of our premium video content. And shoot us an email at NerdStravaganza at gmail.com and let us know what you did this Independence Day.
0: And Brian, with our housekeeping thus complete, take us away.